I believe we do have CIA, so you can go ahead and go to your class. Everybody else, you can stay <laughs> and be seated. Amen. Well, I am glad to be here tonight. Are you all glad to be here? Yes. Haven't preached for a few weeks. We've all been in our Christmas holiday mode, and uh, I always love Christmas, love the holidays, but I'm glad that we're into the new year. How about you? I know sometimes when uh, people go through the holiday season, they come out feeling a little heavy and queasy. And I'm not talking about, you know, we're not going to get into diets and weight tonight, but sometimes people look at the scale and they see these heavy numbers and they start feeling a little queasy and like, oops. But tonight we're going to talk about uh, going into the new year and facing the new year with the attitude it's going to be light and easy. Not heavy and queasy, but light and easy. How many of you remember years ago that uh, Staples commercial? And I want to do this so y'all can hear this. This is what I got about this year. This is what I'm expecting this year. That was easy. Did y'all hear that? That was easy. (laughs) The Staples people used to have that commercial that, hey, you know, it's easy. If you call up Staples, they can answer all of your office questions. But you know what? We have someone greater than Staples to call upon. We can call upon the name of the Lord no matter what comes our way. We can look unto Him and we can get the answers. And we can look up and say, Woo, that was light. That was easy because Jesus is on my side. Amen. Well, I want you to look at a passage of Scripture with me in Matthew chapter 11. We're going to look at this in a couple of different translations, but we'll start out with the New King James Version, Matthew 11, verse 28. This is Jesus talking to us. Y'all like to hear what Jesus has to say to us? Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Verse 29, take my yoke upon you, learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. You want to feel light? You want to have life be easier to handle? Then what is the solution? Come to Jesus. He offers us all the answers to life that we will ever need. It's so easy to go other directions. And it sometimes seems like it's more convenient to run here for an answer or to go to this person or try to figure something out in our head. Well, I think I could do this and make it work this way. But you know, all that stuff, the striving of the flesh, the reasoning of the mind, all that it does is what this verse said for us not to have. It begins to cause us to get under a burden. Works of the flesh and, and trying to figure things out in our mind. We'll get a yoke coming up on us that's heavy. But Jesus said, come to me. My yoke is what? Easy. My yoke, how did he say it? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. 
Now, we know people that don't know the Lord are under a heavy yoke, a heavy bondage of of sin and condemnation. But do you realize that there are even many Christians or people that are religious, not really even walking with the Lord, that they get this attitude of serving Jesus is so hard. People will say things like, how goes the battle? How goes that load that you are carrying? No, that's not the right attitude. You know, when Jesus said this about my yoke is easy and my burden is light, that was like a revelation to the people that he said it to because they weren't used to hearing that. Anything connected with religion was heavy. It was a total work of the flesh. In the Spirit-filled Bible, a notation by that verse says this. The legalistic religious system was a severe burden. It was all about works. It was all about keeping the law. So when Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, they were like, what? That can't be right. Trying to keep the law is hard. It's not easy. And some of their descendants are still around today that try to make it hard to be a Christian. Try to, you know, oh, you know, we got to be sad and sorry. And I've used this illustration before. Some of the saints that I grew up with were really ain'ts. A lot of them knew Jesus, but a few of them looked like they'd been sucking on sour persimmons. (laughs) Serving Jesus ain't fun. Serving Jesus is serious. We got to be serious. We got to take all the fun and joy out of life if we're going to be a Christian. No, that's yoked up with the wrong thing. That's yoked up with religion. But being a Christian is not under a heavy thing of do's and don'ts and religion. Being a Christian is a relationship. And ain't it fun serving Jesus? Isn't it great to have the joy of the Lord on the inside of us? Amen. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. That word easy there literally means this. That which is comfortable, suitable, good, or pleasant. Comfortable, suitable. And what? In the context of what he was saying there, he's literally saying this, serving me is not a burden. It's well-fitting. It's comfortable. It's good. It's pleasing because it's built on a relationship with me. And serving Jesus is such a personal thing, too. That's another reason he said, my yoke is easy. He doesn't make you be Like somebody else. We all have our relationship with him. We're all washed by the same blood. We're all brand new creations in in him. But like pastor was talking about this morning. Getting just into the edge of that. How great our God is. But yet every one of us. He has. He sees each one of us as an individual. Here we are on this little planet in comparison to the rest of the solar system. This little planet. But yet God says, I know the numbers of hair on your head. 
Some of them, at some people, it's not that hard to count anymore, but you know. Whatever the original count was. That's how personable and individual our God is to us. So he doesn't put any kind of restraint on us. It says, you gotta, you gotta worship me just like Pastor Tom worships me. No, he said, we're all to worship him in spirit and in truth, but find your own beat. Find your own comfort zone of how you, you are able to worship him freely in, in spirit and in truth. Amen. Now let's look at this passage, the same passage, Matthew 11. Verse 28, we'll start again. Out of the message translation. The message is an interesting translation. Some of the verses are actually pretty hilarious. This one is really good. It says, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? I mean, there it is again. Religion is a heavy burden on people. Trying to keep all the rules and regulations. Jesus is literally saying, come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a rest. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay any heavy or ill-fitting On you, anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What did we start out saying tonight? Hooking up with Jesus. That was easy. You'll learn to live freely and lightly. Come on to me. Don't you love that? Get away with me. You'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. This time of year, I know it's that way with me oftentimes. And many people, it's like, oh, my plate has been too full. I've been overburdened. I've been overextended. I spent too much time in the kitchen. I'm just flat tired. I'm weary. Jesus has a word for you tonight. This passage of scripture, let's look at some of the key words that were highlighted here. First of all, he said, come. Come. It's an invitation. You can't get any better than that. You know, a lot of times we're, we're happy if we get an invitation to somebody's wedding or a shower or some great event. Ooh, look, I got an invitation. They're inviting me to this great celebration. Well, Jesus is saying, come. That's the best invitation you'll ever receive. Come, first of all, if you're not born again, I think most of you in here tonight are. And even if you're born again, then he says, come unto me. Spend time with me. What was another phrase he used there? Get away. Get away with me. Then he said, walk With me. Then I like this one. Work with me. Watch me. Keep company with me. What an invitation. Jesus knew the value of us coming away 
Come away, my beloved. Song of Solomon. Come away with me. It's not every day that we can jump on a jet and fly to a resort. But Jesus is offering us that opportunity to be refreshed in his presence. To have a get away with him every single day. He knew the value of this. If you'll go throughout the gospels many times, it was recorded that Jesus got up a great while before day and he went and he spent time with his father. He didn't get up a great while before day so he could be the first in line at Starbucks. No, he got up to get away and fellowship with his father. To spend time with him. Because he knew that was the source of his strength. His peace. His joy. His very life. In this passage, Jesus, when he's saying, come unto me. Get away with me. I believe he's also letting us know the value of resting our bodies. I heard Dad Hagen say years ago, and maybe I've taken it to extreme sometimes, but he said sometimes the most spiritual thing you can do is take a nap. <laughs> so, you know, if your mind is just spent, your body is exhausted, and then you sit down, you say, oh, I'm going to read the word, God speak to me. You know that? You're not probably going to get anything. A better thing to do is just say, okay, Lord, I'm going to rest in your presence. I'm just going to believe that you give your beloved rest. And even while I'm resting, that you're going to minister into my spirit. Then get up from your little nap and then go get in the word. Get away with him. Rest your bodies even. In Mark chapter 6 verse 31, Jesus said this again. He said, and he said to them, he's talking to his disciples. Come aside by yourselves to a deserted place and rest for a while. For there were many coming and going and they did not even have time to eat. That's a busy schedule. That's a lot of demands. People were seeing the miracles that Jesus was performing and they were pulling on him. They were pulling on the anointing. They were making demands on the disciples. And he was at this point of, well, we got to get some rest. He knew that they were pushing their physical body to the limit and they needed to come away. I think that's a good scriptural thing. He said they went to a deserted, could be desert place. Good scriptural reason to take a Palm Springs vacation. All right. Well, we can't always run to the desert or the beach or the mountains, but we can always come aside with him. Heard somebody say this years ago. It's important to come apart. So we don't fall apart. Come apart. So we don't fall apart. Nobody is invincible. We cannot do everything. We can't do anything really in our own power, our own ability and our own might. And if you are weary physically, you need to take time to rest. Then you need to charge yourself up spiritually. Who are we strong in? We are strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I got the life of God working in me. We have to know these things. We have to meditate on these things. We have to refresh our mind, our spirit to the fact that it's in him I live. In him I move. In him I have my very being. And I am not going to ignore him. The source of my life. The source of my strength. Amen. I believe that Jesus has some things to say to each and every one of us about 2014. There's wonderful men and women of God that have gotten some words concerning this year. And we value those. We esteem those. But again, you know, God is a very personal God. Jesus has something to say to you. About your 2014. He's got some things to impart into you. Maybe some changes. Some adjustments. Maybe some dreams. Some goals. Some visions that he wants you to reach for. He wants you to stretch for. And you know how you're going to hear? You know how you're going to tap into that? Come. Come unto me. The Lord is saying that tonight. Come unto me. Learn of me. Acquaint yourself with me. Learn my ways. Listen to my voice. I believe it was on New Year's Eve that pastor said it's time to stop, look, and listen. Stop all the busyness. Look unto him. And listen with the eyes of our heart what he's saying to us. Don't you love it when Jesus talks to you? If you're facing some major decisions, maybe some turmoil's been going on in your life, maybe something's happening with your career, a career change, something happening with your body, the answers are in coming to Him. Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. What's He going to do? I'll give you rest. There is a rest that comes from releasing our faith. Faith isn't a stressing and a striding. But we can't release our faith until we have looked in the word of God and we got something to base our faith on. Get in the word. Find scriptures that cover your case. Release your faith. Then you'll be able to enter into that rest. Amen. Amen. And then I love this. He said... Come, keep company with me. We need to be aware of the company that we keep. I know that many have to work around people that aren't saved. Maybe family members even that live in your house that aren't walking in the light of the gospel. But still, we can make a quality decision. I'm going to guard my heart. I'm going to be aware Of the company that I keep. I'm going to keep company with him. I'm not going to let my main companionship. And my main company be somebody on TV. That's telling me a bunch of doubt and unbelief. And bad news. I'm not going to let the main people that I run with. You know you got people that you run with. That's your company. I'm not going to let my main company. And the people that I run with. Be people that are full of fear. 
and unbelief, ungodliness, because that stuff is tangible. This is a company by you coming to church and hooking up with this local body. This is a good company. You're part of the company of Heart of the Bay Christian Center. And I, for one, like the company that I run with. I like to run with people that put something into me. I like to hang out with people that preach the word of God to me, that will edify me, that will exhort me, that will comfort me if I need comforting. That's what a company is supposed to do. Put something into you, not take something out of you. Jesus said, keep company with me. Let me be your BFF. What is that, right? Best friend forever. (laughs) Yeah, your BFF. Isn't that right? He said he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. Hallelujah. He ought to be our main one that we commune with. He ought to be the main one that we come to, that we talk to about issues and situations in our life. We shouldn't spend all of our time on social media asking people, what do you think I ought to do about this? What do you think I ought to do about that? No, get in touch with the main media. (laughs) Get in touch with him. He's got the answers for us. Amen. Take time. He said, keep company with me. Take time to sit at my feet. Fellowship. Commune. With me. And then this year we ought to be determined that we're going to spend extra time praying in the Spirit. We're going to devote ourselves to fellowshipping with Him. One of the best ways to keep companionship and commune with Him is around His Word. You want to know what Jesus says about you? You want to know how much He loves you? Start reading the epistles. Read the book of St. John. See how he prayed. Oh, Father, I pray for the church. I pray for my beloved. It'll build your heart up just communing around his word. And you know what else will help us to stay built up this year? Praying in the Holy Spirit. But ye beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Spirit will rise higher and higher like an edifice. That's Jude verse 20, if you want to know, in the Amplified. Praying in the Spirit. And as I was thinking about this, being refreshed in His presence, I was reminded the prophet Isaiah, he looked down the quarters of time, and he had a vision, and he saw of the day when believers would be filled with the Holy Spirit. And one of the wonderful benefits that would happen in our lives when we pray in the Spirit. The prophet Isaiah said in chapter 28 of Isaiah, in verse 11 and 12, he said, For with a stammering lips and another tongue, he will speak to this people, to whom he said, This is the rest with which you may cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. You need to have some rest. You need to be refreshed. Again, you can't jump on a jet and fly to Hawaii tomorrow. 
but you can get in his presence. You can pray in the spirit. Let's all lift our hands right now. Just practice. Be refreshed. Be refreshed. Hallelujah. Praying in the Spirit. Yes, Lord, we're hearing what you are saying to us tonight. We're hearing what the Spirit of God is exhorting us tonight. I don't come with a new revelation, but I come with an anointing on these verses that will help us face this new year. Hallelujah. Refreshed. Walking out His plan. What were some of those other words? I loved it. Work with me. Walk with me and watch how I do it. Stop. Look. Watch him. Looking unto him, the author and the finisher. Watch how he lived. Watch how he did life. And learn we can do it the same way. That verse again there in Matthew 11, the last part, I believe it's probably verse 30 or so in the message. I don't need to pull it all up there. But he said that, watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. You'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Learn to live freely and lightly. Lightly. Do you know there's something instilled in every human being that want to be free? That's why slavery and all of this other junk, it's one of the most ungodly things. Because every human being was created in the likeness and image of God. And we were created to be free. We were created free moral agents with a will to decide and a will to choose. But then, you know, like in the 60s, people took it to the extreme. When your flesh just gets out of control and you're like, okay, we're not going to have any laws. We're not going to have any rules. Everything's going to be free. Free love. Free drugs, free all of this. You know what? That stuff wasn't free because people today are paying the price for thinking they were so free. Disease and and torment. Many people dead because of all the freedom they thought they were experiencing. What's wrong with that? When we're trying to be free in the flesh, it only leads to bondage and death. So to the flesh, you reap corruption. But that just yesterday, as I was meditating on that verse, that just came up. You might want to write that. When you're trying to be free in the flesh, it only leads to bondage and death. But the good news is, true freedom is obtainable. True freedom belongs to us. There's only one way to have it. 
There's only one place to get it. John 8, 36 in the Amplified. So, if the Son liberates you, makes you free men. How many in here have been made free in Jesus? Free! We're free from the yoke of depression. We're free from the curse of the law. We're free from the bondage of sin and death. We're free from sickness and disease. We are free men. So if the sun liberates you and makes you free men, then you are really and unquestionably free. Hallelujah. How many of you in here tonight, you know what real freedom is? Woo! Free indeed. Whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Think of people out there that are bound by death. They are bound by spiritual separation. They're on their way to hell. I don't care how bad things look in your life and God will help them to change. But no matter how bad your circumstance, you're still free. You are no longer a prisoner. You are no longer a slave to sin. You are no longer bound by the yoke of the devil. You've been translated out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. That's really unquestionably being free. No longer in Satan's kingdom. No longer held in bondage by him and his lies. Hallelujah. Are you glad you're free? We are unquestionably free in him. Why are we free? We are free men because of the work of the cross. We have this saying in our nation and it's true. Freedom is not free. And we honor the men and the women in our military through down through the decades who have fought so that you and I can have this church service tonight. I'm glad that we still live in a nation that is a land of the free and home of the brave. I'm glad no matter how many freedoms people are trying to take away, we are still free in this nation. We are free together in the name of the Lord. We are free to worship him unashamedly, to lift up our hands and to lift up our voice. To run around the room if we want to. We don't have any KGB back there going to report us. I'm glad we're free to worship the Lord. Freedom is not free in our nation. It costs the blood of men and women. And we honor them that have fought and are still fighting for our freedom. But there's another place that we need to honor. I'm so glad that there was a cross on Golgotha's hill that stands for our freedom. Oh, hallelujah. Freedom that we experience in Jesus was not free. It cost him his very life. His precious blood that spilled out cleansed us from all unrighteousness. Those beatings of that whipping on his back bore our sin and it bore our disease. The freedom that we're talking about tonight wasn't free. It's free to you and me, but it cost him everything. And we need to esteem it. We need to honor We need to walk in it. Walk 
in the liberty wherewith we are called. Walk in our freedom. Walk with me. Watch me. Do it like I do it. I've shown you the way to be liberated. I've paid the price that you may not be bound in any single area. I've redeemed you from the curse of the law. I've redeemed you from poverty, from sickness, and from spiritual death. Now walk in the freedom. Don't abuse it. Don't esteem it lightly. Honor the fact that we are really and unquestionably free. And don't yield to the lies of the devil. The Bible says in Galatians, don't be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. That lets us know that even though we are really and unquestionably free in Jesus because we are free men and we've been created with a free will at any given time. If we yield to those lies of the devil, those thoughts that come, well, you know, you used to be bound by alcohol. Why don't you just go on over there to the hollow leg and get drunk again? You know what that is? That's a yoke that the devil's trying to put back on you. And it won't be a light yoke. It'll be hard. I've heard of people that, you know, they've been delivered from something. And they walked in that freedom for years. And then through circumstances and just yielding to those lies, they got back into that same junk, whatever it was, pornography or or some sort of an addiction. And the second time around, it was harder. That yoke came back on them and God's grace helped them get delivered. But it was not easy. Don't let yourself be entangled again with that yoke of bondage. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Walk in the freedom. An enormous price has been paid for our liberty. Don't use it for an occasion to the flesh. Esteem it. Enjoy it. Value. Appreciate it. Aren't you glad that when these things try to come back into our lives, you know, worry is a yoke. Fear. It's a burden. It's heavy. It's tangible. If you've ever sensed a spirit of fear, maybe you're alone in the house or something and you see a shadow and it's just like creepy. (laughs) It's tangible sometimes. Worry can be very heavy and tangible. Taking on cares is getting all wrapped up in a yoke. What are we supposed to do with those things? First Peter five seven, verse First Peter five seven in the Amplified. Lord, we thank you for that freedom. We're going to stay free. How are we going to live in twenty fourteen? That was easy.
light and easy. When things try to come on us that are heavy and make us feel queasy, we're going to look up and say, nope, 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 nope. I'm getting rid of that. I'm not going to get under that heavy thing. This is what we're going to do with it. Casting the whole of your care. All. Everybody say all. All. Brother George, what does all mean in the Hebrew or Greek? What's it mean in the Greek? What's it mean in the Hebrew? This is our, doesn't he look scholarly with those little glasses on? There we got it. We got it on a scholarly authority. That all means all in the Hebrew and in the Greek. Casting the whole of your care. Say it with me. All. Everybody say all real loud. All your anxieties. All your worries. All your concerns. How often? Once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. Woo! Doesn't that make you happy? Thank you, Lord. Let's practice. You've been tempted to have any cares? You've been tempted? Worries? Yeah, get out your barrel. Let's put that verse back up there. We don't need to see that lady. Let's put those... <laughs> it was me. Ah, <laughs> oh, you've been tempted to be anxious, worried about the future, concerned about your kids, any of that, concerned about your health. What are we going to do with it right now? If you got any of that stuff, take it like this. Now, what are we going to do with it? Cast it. Cast it. Cast them. Cast them. Somebody in here is concerned about one of your adult sons. They weigh like 200 pounds, and that's a big one. But take that big old kid right now. That big 200-pound baby and cast him over. Yeah, maybe cast him out of the house. But start with casting him over. Upon the Lord. And then he said, once and for all. Now, you know, there's lots of things and cares that you do that. And then they try to come back. They try to stick on us. Or sometimes they try to act like a boomerang. You throw it over on the Lord. You're doing pretty good. And then all of a sudden, I'm nowhere. It comes back and hits your mind. We can learn Once and for all. Casting that care over upon him. That's how we live free. Watch how I do it. Jesus said, walk with me. Now, can you handle us a little bit more? One last thing. Back to Matthew 11. Walk with me. Just the last part of that. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace unforced rhythms of grace. Now, rhythm is sort of like how this one little old country guy explained the anointing. 
Someone asked him about the anointing and he said this, and I quote. He said, I'm not sure what it is, but I sure know when it ain't. (laughs) And that's sort of the way it is with the rhythm. Some got it, some don't. Some think they got it, and they really don't. They're trying to force it. Unforced rhythm of grace. (laughs) Trying to force it, and it's painful to watch. Now, when it comes to music and rhythm, I will be the first to admit that I am rhythmically, if that is a word, challenged. I'm challenged. (laughs) But now Pastor Mark, on the other hand, Sometimes upstairs in Hallelujah Hallway, you know, he's got the word playing and then all of a sudden he's got other things on his little iTunes or the TV comes on or the radio comes on and an oldie, nothing bad, but an oldie will come on and he'll come out of Hallelujah Highway and he'll start getting his blood in his stride. I can't even do it. (laughs) It's not forced. It's just, he's got this rhythm in his soul. He's got blues in his soul. You know what I mean? And all of us, whether you're rhythmically challenged or not, there can be a song that comes on the radio or maybe it's a song in the church, some, some song that you used to sing and, and you don't even, without even realizing it, your foot starts tapping, your hands start going. What is that? That rhythm is on the inside of you. That song brings back something on the inside of you, hopefully something good. And you know, you get going. With the rhythm. Well, Jesus said this. Keep company with me and I'll put a rhythm in your soul. Unforced rhythm of life. How's that going to happen? Draw close. Walk with me. Work with me. Watch me. Feel the beat of my heart unforced rhythm of grace feel the grace that I've given to you that's on your life Jesus will help us find that groove that daily beat for living he'll teach us how to follow his rhythm he'll show us he'll lead us in the ebbs and the flows of life He'll help us sense when we need to move slowly. There's times. Come away. Slow down. If we get in that ebb and that flow and we're listening to that unforced rhythm on the inside of us of just hanging out with him, he'll say, slow down. Come away with me. And then there's other times that he's going to say, shift the gear. You need to kick it into overdrive. You need to speed up here. Other times he's going to say, there's a curve up ahead. Proceed with caution. Just going with that rhythm. Going with that flow of walking with him. Jesus wants to put a rhythm in your soul. He wants to show us how to live a life of peace. A life filled with joy. Jesus, even if you are rhythmically challenged, Jesus will put a song in your heart, a beat in your feet, 
a glide in your stride and a praise in your mouth. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah.